Hi, I'm Claire. And I'm Tony. And this is PodMed Trending. PodMed Trending with Claire and that one boy. Today, I will be covering a fun article and a short article. And an article that kind of gives away the whole synopsis in the title. Love that. So it is, increase of tear volume in dogs after reunion with owners is mediated by oxytocin. <laughs> so I just had the most vivid memory of like one of those soldiers returns from home. But it was kind of like a, not like a joke video, but it was just kind of like a, and not a spoof video either. But it was like the, I think it was like his wife or his girlfriend or something was like really excited. And then their dog just sprinted right past her and tackled him. Aww. It was adorable. It was also like, I don't think that's what she was expecting. Sorry. Yeah. So this was published by Marada et al. in Current Biology. And this paper itself was only two pages long. Love That's it. Including title, references, the whole shebang. Okay, I'm going to write down this uh, article, uh, this journal so I can <laughs> submit there if I only need two pages. Well, this is a brief report. Oh, so okay. other other things in current biology are longer. It's like a subset of cell. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in the same like umbrella mm-hmm, publishing mm-hmm. company. Yes. Yeah. So this article is all about dogs. Love it. So I got to ask, do you have a fun dog anecdote? Well, not really. I didn't really have a dog growing up, but I'm a fan. What's your favorite dog? I'm a personal fan of the Korean Jindu. <laughs> and the reason for this. Like a, no, a dog that no, I No, there's heard. a reason for it. Okay. You've definitely seen them before. They kind of look like uh, Shiba Inus. Okay, I know Shiba Inus. So they but... kind of, you know, they look like that. Okay, that looks like a Shiba Inu with longer legs. Yeah, right. And. The funny, the funny thing about them is that they're like indigenous to an island off the coast of Korea, <laughs> so it's like not even like a mainland animal. It's an island dog. And so, how is this your favorite? I just think it's really funny that they're like indigenous to an island. <laughs> wow, very, very. It'll be like if you. it'll be just really fun. It'd be like the same as like if a penguin was indigenous to like the Middle East. You know what I mean? Like you just wouldn't expect it to be on an island. Anyway. Um, what about you? Your favorite dog? Oh, that's, I mean, I just, okay, I recently went dog sledding. Oh, that's um, right, yeah. The Canadian Inuit dog, they mm. are just, they're ba- they're giant, they're huge. They're yeah. like, I mean, still smaller than a wolf, because wolves are like huge, but they look like wolves, but they are just teddy bears, and all they want to do is cuddle with you. Love and, it. And just get belly rubs, and... So, I mean, but then growing up, I had a, I had a dog, um, a smooth fox terrier, which okay. their job would be, you know, hunting dogs would go and like chase the fox and get the fox. Yeah. But their job was to run into the fox hole and kind of chase the fox out of the oh. hole so that the hunting dogs could get him. So they looked kind of like small greyhounds because so, they had to like run fast, but then they had really long noses so they could like tunnel. Um, so they Are they like those Italian greyhounds? Like they really want, like they always wear like the weird little like cover no, no, jackets no, no, no. because they're, they're like always shaking. No, no, those are like unfortunate little creatures. <laughs> um, fox terriers are more like a little more stout because they okay. needed to be like athletic and not okay. frail. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, but they, but they had kind of like that kind of runner shape. Gotcha. They had to be, you know, quick. And he was, he was a poor neurotic little guy. He had to be on anxiety medication for quite some years. But, um, <laughs> oh, he, was, no. he was a goofball. His name was Enzo. Oh, adorable. Okay, I do have a funny anecdote about that. Okay, yes. So, we we adopted him from, like, the Humane Society, and the, the right. name that they gave him, like, when he was surrendered was Chuck. 
Which, if you think of the name, like, Chuck, that's, like, a big dog. Yeah. Um, Enzo was, like, a little itty-bitty. I mean, he was, like, 15 pounds, so not a huge dog. Not oh, my God, a, your like... cat is almost bigger than that. No, my cat is 8 pounds. I couldn't tell the difference. <laughs> so he was, you know, Chuck, you just, like, sounds like a, like a yeah. German Shepherd. Or right. Dane, not... Or, like, a bear. Yeah. Not, like, little Enzo. So, anyway, we renamed him Enzo because my dad was, like not super into dogs but he is into formula one (laughs) yes and so um our kind of compromise was that he would get to name the dogs our previous dog was carrera after the porsche carrera of course and then so this was enzo after enzo ferrari he founded ferrari Ferrari. we took him on a little walk around the neighborhood you know like so excited our new dog and (laughs) stuff and one of our neighbors came up was like oh Blah blah blah. Yeah, we just adopted him, and she goes, "Oh, what's his name?" And we go, "Enzo." And she goes, "Oh, are you gonna keep it or are you gonna change it?" <laughs> and we had to be like, "Um, we actually we chose it." Well, despite the fact that we are not Italian, yeah. <laughs> picked up an Italian name. It's like we actually already changed it. <laughs> yeah. So he, yeah, many funny stories about him, but that's actually not in PubMed. Oh, what is in PubMed is about dogs crying. Now, before we get all sad, this isn't like an old yeller situation. Oh, thank God. Because, you know, this has happened to yours. Oh, good. Well, so, oxytocin. Yeah, yes, that would make yes, sense. Yes. So, a little bit of background about tears, just in case you're not familiar with them, never experienced them. <laughs> Can't say I have. <laughs> um, so, tears in people are expressed due to emotional arousal. It can be happy tears, mm-hmm. sad tears, excited tears. You can cry when you're in pain. And it can be important in nonverbal communication. Right. So if you see someone with a facial expression of frowning and they're crying, you can, you know, maybe guess a little bit about what is happening emotionally with that person. Makes sense. So this is all true in people, but what about animals? This hasn't, this hasn't been a... A logical yeah. uh, next question. Yeah. yeah. So dogs, you might, this might not be surprising to you. They rely on nonverbal communication with people. Makes sense. <laughs> because, you know, they actually have not there quite... Is, yeah, there is that language There is that language barrier. <laughs> yeah. So some other nonverbal communication they rely on. Tail wagging. Jumping up on their owners. Okay. Licking their owners. Makes sense. And it is reported that some dogs exhibit human-like social skills. And this may be due to what's called convergent evolution. So right. um, things that were separate kind of evolving together because humans domesticated dogs a long time ago. And then we as species have evolved together. Right. So maybe our social skills have evolved together to be parallel to each other. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Other examples of this is that eye contact between humans and their dogs has been shown to elicit caring behaviors from the humans towards the dogs. Oh, kind of like that stupid, like, experiment of, like, staring at someone for, like, 30 seconds or whatever without blinking, and my eyes just get so dry. Exactly. And this is cute. Dogs have evolved specific muscles to raise their eyebrows, like, like that. Like babies. No, (laughs) not like that. (laughs) (laughs) Me, the rock dogs <laughs> the same eyebrow movement and uh, it's actually the same eyebrow movement as babies oh. so to get to get baby you know babies do certain things yeah. like to get people to care about them or to care for them i actually read a different article that children like the ratio of face 
size to eye size is smaller so they basically have bigger eyes yeah because like something about that makes you want to care for them more makes sense um that's kind of like vulnerable yes exactly they look helpless yes a helpless little creature yes and so dogs and babies both can raise their eyes to me oh care for me oh my god like puppy dog eyes okay exactly yeah. yes yeah. not not wait that wasn't indigenous to them already like it wasn't like something they could just do <laughs> apparently apparently not. they learned apparently it from wolves, us <laughs> wolves can't do it oh my god oh, okay and then it also has been measured that for humans if they have a dog being gazed upon by their dog increases human oxytocin okay and in the dogs re- just reunion with their owners increases oxytocin in the dog okay is that true, like, backing up just a step, the, mm-hmm. like, staring between the dog and the person, is that true for even people who don't own that dog or don't have a previous relationship with the dog? <laughs> or is it, does it have to be, like, owner and pet? For the dog? But, like, for the person, the person having increased oxytocin by staring at the dog. I think it was only tested in owners. In owners and, and, yes. their, and their respective dogs. Yes. Okay. Um, I mean, that makes more sense, but I was just wondering. Yeah. So basically, what is the relationship between dog tears and and human behavior? And so they had three main hypotheses in this, you know, very short paper. Sure. They hypothesized that dogs secrete emotional tears during reunion with their owner. Okay. Tear secretion is controlled by oxytocin. And that tearing of the dog can facilitate human caregiving behavior towards the dog by their owner. Makes sense. Okay. So their experiments were pretty simple, and which is why it was a short paper. They had to measure the dog's tear volumes, which I was imagining some sort of like funnel catching all the tears. It's not. What is it? Because <laughs> that's what I thought. <laughs> it's called the Schmier. I might be pronouncing this wrong. The Schirmier. The Schirmer. The Shearmer tear test, or what I'm going to call from now on the STT, because I'm not sure I'm pronouncing that correctly. That's fine with me. So the STT is basically like a absorbent piece of paper that has notch marks on it. To oh. And then so you stick it, like imagine the part of your lower eyelid, like between your eyeball and your eyelashes. So like right in that inner, like right crease, against yeah. um, your lower eye. And the tears will be absorbed. And it's kind of like a coffee filter paper type Yeah, and thing. it like goes to a certain yes. mark and based on can, how much. Exactly. So they can measure like the millimeters of absorption oh. and use that as like a proxy. For, gotcha. So it won't be measuring like the absolute like three droplets like, of tears yeah, or something. Yeah, but it'll give you like a, it, it could give you an estimation. Exactly. And, and, and when you're comparing like between subjects or like before and after and it's, it's relative, so it doesn't have to be absolute. Like if, if you're looking for an increase or a decrease. Gotcha. Makes sense. Yeah. So that's how they did that. And basically what they did was they separated the owner from the dog for five to seven hours and then they reunited them and then did the STT. Gotcha. And they found that the tears were increased from the dog upon a reunion with their owner, but not so much when they were reunited with a non-owner. So, so it was person-specific. Yes. So their owner walks into a room, they cry. The non-owner, not so much. Okay. So that do dogs secrete emotional tears during reunion with owner? 
Yes. We can only assume they're emotional because they weren't, like, I don't know, blasting dry air into their eyes. <laughs> and the dog couldn't write, like, a soliloquy about yes. how much they missed them when they were off at war or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking about an SNL skip. <laughs> Precisely. And so their next hypothesis, is this oxytocin mediated? So they applied an oxytocin <clears throat> peptide to the eyes, which I'm like, I didn't know oxytocin came, like, could be absorbed through the eyes, but apparently there's oxytocin receptors in the lacrimal ducts. So it wasn't, like, directly on the eye. At first oh, I was like, I was okay. Like, this is confusing to me, but it's yeah. lacrimal ducts. I was like, why would the, the surface of the eyeball? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I having mean, a very similar thought there. Yes. And then there, and then I, my second thought, I'm like, well, if you put something on your eyes, of course they're going to water. But they had a control peptide, of course. So it was the same amino acids as an oxytocin, just scrambled. So, so basically up. inactive exactly. oxytocin. Exactly. So they applied one or the other, and... There was an increase in tear production to the oxytocin more so than the control. Gotcha. So do tears occur in dogs when they're reunited with their owners? Yes. Is tear production in dogs mediated by oxytocin? Yes. So what is the function of tears? Um, they're thinking it's all about facilitating that relationship, just like tail wagging, licking their owner, um, babies licking puppy dog eyes at their, yeah. at their parents. So basically, this next one is they took pictures of the dogs, and then they put, like, artificial tears in the dog's eyes, and then took another picture, and then, like, scrambled them. And owners rated a bunch of pictures of their dogs, either with or without the artificial tears, but they were, like, randomized. Right. And they had to rank them on a five-point scale, five being want to touch and give some care, to one being fearful and avoid. (laughs) (laughs) And basically, they ranked the artificial tear photos as higher. higher. Makes so sense. they were more attached to the pictures with the artificial tears. So they're basically these. When the dogs have tears, their owners are like, "Oh, I need to like pamper them or yeah. like you know help them and um, things like that." So it's like, okay, these tears are formed by oxytocin in response to their owner coming home to facilitate this dog owner relationship. Makes sense. I mean, again, this is a really, really short paper. Yeah. And so they, they're just, like, throwing some fun facts out <laughs> in the discussion to, like, Much like we do. <laughs> add, add some substance. So tears have a lot of different functions in different animals. Right. For example, male mouse tears have a sex pheromone in them, which stimulates female sexual behavior. I don't know if I like that. And stimulates male aggression. Oh, God. So you don't want to see a mouse, male mouse crying, I guess. No, I suppose not. And then... Interestingly, observationally, um, there could be a, a dog-to-dog role in tears because um, when dogs greet each other, it's common for them to sniff around each other's face and eyes. So maybe they're, yeah. like, sniffing their tears. Interesting. Um, and so maybe there's also some social signaling between dogs, not just dog and human, with this tears. And obviously humans use tears as well, like infants. Like mm-hmm. we were talking about their puppy dog eyes. They also cry, and that means that there's something they don't like and so that communicates to their their parents basically that they need care they need attention they need something food diaper change whatever it may be but they need some care so is you know many people refer to their pets as their babies so like their little helpless little fur balls and so maybe they also just cried be like someone take care of me okay (laughs) 
literally, as I say this, my cat comes over and tries to jump in my lap. She knows we're talking about dogs. Yeah, she's like, first of all, how dare you? <laughs> Second of all, where's the cat podcast? Third of all, do you really want to see puppy dog eyes? Because I'll lay them on you. That's really all they had, and they summed it up real quick. It yep. wasn't something that I think is going to change the future of science. I no. think it was just like a cute little a fun little thing. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's why it was trending because it's. I think also, you know how sometimes journals will they'll publish like the actual research article. Yeah, but then one of their like science writers will publish a little like non like a, like an, a response or like a like a intro like, article or whatever. Yes, so it's like an article about the article, but yeah. it's meant for more. Um, like CNN <clears throat> might be like, oh, look at this thing, yeah. or something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So more for a lay audience. And there was an article like that published about this one, like, oh, do our dogs miss us? Do you know, do our dogs love us? Yes, they do. And read this article. So I think that, and so some news organizations, I believe, picked up on on the um, article about the article. Yeah. So I, that, that's why it was, it was trending. trending. And it was just like a cute, like, who doesn't want to read? Like, oh, do my dogs yeah. cry because they miss me? Like, kind of. The answer is probably yes, because you feed them. Um, Whoa. <laughs> I'm kidding. Guys, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It was a you, joke. You're never going to get that Korean island dog. I know. Ugh. I will say I'm not, I'm not like super surprised about like the oxytocin like aspect of it. I mean, mm-hmm. like there's a lot of studies that have looked into like mm-hmm. the emotional effects of like oxytocin mm-hmm. on like caregiving behaviors, especially between like mother and children. Mm-hmm. I, fun fact, took a class called empathy in college because, you know, needed all the help I can get. <laughs> jokes, oh, no. jokes, you guys, jokes. <laughs> For for any future program like director who just happens to stumble across this, that was a total joke. Oh god, your cat's not bothering me. Um, anyways, it was about like the same kind of aspect about like caregiving responses mm-hmm. between litter mates of rats. Mm-hmm. It was uh, oxytocin played a really big role in that. In that and like yeah, which is like not again not surprising. Like it's a pretty well mm-hmm. studied hormone and, and like the response for like these things so. i think i think even in like lay science news they think of like oxytocin as like the the caring and the relationship hormone so yeah. like forms helps form bonds between people yeah so. oh my god i just had a total memory of like a ted talk i listened to uh-huh. one time way long time ago mm-hmm. i can't remember the guy who who the guy's name was but for some reason he called himself dr love which is like a terrible name to give yourself Absolutely. and he was just like his prescription was for everyone to give like five hugs a day because it increased oh, right. oxytocin and i was like i hate this so much <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no yeah you're right i think i think you're right that like i think it's like there's a lot of like assumptions people make on oxytocin mm-hmm. that are like relatively not incorrect but like i think there's a lot of stuff that people also like don't realize like it it's a double-edged sword. Yep. There's some studies, again, in rats that yep. show that, like, oxytocin helps mediate group aggression against others. Oh. <laughs> so it's like little, it binds them together. Little gangs, like the West yeah. Side Story. Exactly. It's like, you know, <laughs> what is that, the Jets and the Sharks? Yeah. <laughs> it's like it, it helps you, uh, like, understand, like, other, like, self and others between, like, mm-hmm. between groups. So I see. it's one of those things where, yeah. like... Yeah, they did that study by removing a litter mate at birth <laughs> and having all the litter mates grow up together and then that litter mate, like, not grow up uh-huh. with them. And then they would do, like, stress responses where, uh-huh. like, you would have, like, one, like, two litter mates and then the separated mount, like, rat. And then the litter mates would respond to each other to help soothe the other that's in stress, but they would ignore the other, like, non, like, separated litter mate. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like, this is devastating. 
but also interesting. Well, to bring it back to a happy topic. Yes, sorry. I really just went down a rabbit hole on that one. Uh, Just like a smooth fox terrier. Any other thoughts? Happy thoughts? Happy thoughts? Um, I mean, I think it's, it's nice that, like, there's so much evidence about, like, how humans have, like, integrated themselves with dogs to, like, into, like, just so our social environment and society. And it's really interesting to see, like, a, another kind of example of that, like, yeah. with them mimicking, potentially mimicking, like, infant behaviors yeah. to gain, like, sympathy or empathy from, from their caregivers. So yeah. I think that was, that was interesting, yeah. Well, um, until next time, everyone uh, give a little pat to their pooch. (laughs) (laughs) Or, you know, just, you know, just go on with your day.